0: Welcome to Poptopia. Welcome to Poptopia, your podcast for all things pop culture. I'm your host, Paul French, and it is Wednesday, April 1st, 2009. But with this being April Fool's Day and all, I may as well tell you that this show is going to be all about my support for Hannah Montana and pushing for a sequel, nay, trilogy, for Alvin and the Chipmunks. I might say that, but instead I won't. Or did I? anyway, lots of stuff to uh, little little bits and pieces to uh to talk about today uh first off and this one sounds sounds like it could be an April Fool's joke but it actually uh was this news was released yesterday so um Green Day is going to be putting out a musical production based on their 2004 multi-platinum rock opera American Idiot. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong has uh, teamed up with director Michael Mayer, who won a Tony uh, for Spring Awakening in the, in, uh, Broadway, uh, on Broadway in 2007, and songs written by Duncan Sheik. Wait, what? I thought they already had songs for it. Duncan Sheik, really? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it says that Armstrong and Mayer have co-written the, uh, the book for the musical, and uh, Green Day will contribute the entire song cycle from the album, including you know, Jesus of Suburbia, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, as well as tracks from the upcoming Idiot sequel, 21st Century Breakdown, and that comes out in May. Armstrong says that the end result will be terrific, and we're really proud. The show chronicles the album's uh, hero, uh, Jesus of Suburbia, as he breaks away from his suburban town and heads for the big city, where he encounters a punk rock freedom fighter named St. Jimmy and a woman called Mother Revolution, and is forced to choose between rage and love. You know, it doesn't sound that different from We Will Rock You. Huh. So they're looking at, uh, at having uh, the premiere run be September 4th to October 11th at the Berkeley Repertory Theatre. And if it all goes well, well, who knows? Maybe Broadway. So it, you see what I'm saying? It sounds like it could be totally um, an April Fool's joke, and yet not. Here's one I wish was. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day actor Robert Patrick, set to uh, thrill sci-fi fans. He's in talks to make a return to the role in the franchise's next installment. Of course, McGee <clears throat> is doing uh, Terminator Salvation, which is the fourth movie. And he's lined up to direct the fifth movie in the action series, and so he's looking at Patrick for the forthcoming project. And uh, basically, you know, I mean, let's face it, this is the big, this was the big role for him for sure. So Patrick says, "Yeah, he talked to me to me about it. I'm interested. I was listening to him tell me about it. I had no idea that he thought about that." Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, all right, uh, he says, "I love McG. He's a great guy. We saw each other, and he talked to me about it. So we'll see what happens." Sci-fi genre, and especially and specifically that character is something I'm very proud of. It's what broke me out big to the world. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got I, I gotta say, I guess uh, it doesn't help that I really have no desire to see Terminator Salvation, but that's just me. Um, you know, McGee, really yeah speaking of, um, of of big movies and uh, let's look at the box office uh, number five this past week duplicity with $7.67 million, uh to bring to a total of 25.8 I love you man was uh number four and it uh, brought in 12.7 million for a total of 37.1 mil knowing that's the latest Nicholas Cage picture uh, brought in 14.7 for a total gross of 46.2 million. Number two was The Hunting in Connecticut, which uh, debuted with uh, a haul of twenty-three million. And number one, Monsters vs. Aliens, fifty-nine point three million. Nice, respectable opening for that one. So, uh, so that's what came out last week. Coming out this week, uh, Adventureland. Uh, Greg Mottola uh, directing, and this one stars Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart. She was in another movie, something about vampires or something. Um, Ryan Reynolds and and others. Um, this is uh, set during the summer of 1987 and a recent college grad played by Jesse Eisenberg. I can't believe Jesse Eisenberg's playing a recent college grad. Wow. Uh, he takes what he thinks is a going-nowhere job at the local amusement park only to discover it's a perfect opportunity to prepare himself for the real world. Um, of course, Greg Mottola... Um, you know he did uh, he did Superbad a couple of years ago and uh, he's really taking an actually a smaller scale project than what he did in uh, in uh, Superbad and this was actually based on his own postgrad uh experiences so anyway so that's what's going on there even though even though it has Brian Reynolds in it I'm actually kind of interested Fast and Furious um, I guess this would be fastest and Furiousest. um. Anyway, this reignites the, uh, I guess that was the Fast and the Furious, so there you you go. Um, So you've got uh, Vin Diesel back in the role, because I guess um, the pacifier didn't work out so well for him, Um, and he kind of put away the whole Riddick thing, so anyway. Um, Oh, and Paul Walker, Uh, yes... Uh, this is uh this is a collection of thespians uh is reignited back in Los Angeles where crimes pitted the two men against one another yet again however when they realize they have a common enemy they put their past behind them and unite to stick it to the foe wow um also coming out sugar um and this basically chronicles um and this is a limited release. It, uh, Miguel Sugar Santos experience in the U.S. Uh, he's a young Dominican baseball star uh, recruited to play in the minor leagues, and um, yeah, so that's that's what this one's about. And this is actually from the from the people who did um, Anna Bowden and Ryan Flack, who did uh, Half Nelson. That was really good. So I'm interested to uh, to see what's what's up with this one. Also coming out gigantic. Uh, Paul Dano, Zoe Deschanel, and John Goodman. They, ha- they had me at Zoe. Um, and this one is a mattress salesman, uh, played by Paul Dano, finds his plan to ad- adopt a Chinese baby augmented by the arrival of a young woman, Happy, who comes into his workplaces, falls asleep on one of his beds, and starts to affect his life upon waking up. I haven't heard anything about this one. So uh, this one actually premiered at the Toronto Film Festival, and I think the only one I got a chance to see was Flash of Genius. So um, just, anyway, it, it got uh, mediocre reviews, um, but they say that, that the story really picks up speed in its second act, so hopefully they've maybe fixed it up a little bit since then. Um, and the chemistry be- between Dano and Deschanel is undeniable. so Zoe. Um, And and here's something interesting, uh, just in the article that I'm referring to here. uh, They say, perhaps Zoe might want to pick up on the fact that she's becoming known as the it girl who can save a bad film. Yes, she can. That's that's all I got to say there. Also coming out in limited release, Paris 36. And this takes place in the spring of 1936, hence the name and uh three residents of the Faubourg a working class neighborhood north of paris looked to produce a musical that would bring back life to their cherished local theater and um and, uh, the last movie that the uh, director came out uh, with uh, in in north america theaters was the chorus which was oscar nominated and uh, this is a, a, another uh, musical and uh, <laughs> actually, it actually looks look, from the from the stills of show looks pretty neat <clears throat> also unlimited release speaking of uh, Robert Patrick um uh we've got uh, alien trespass and a sci-fi comedy set in 1957 in which residents of a small town in the Mojave Desert make an alliance with an alien named Erp whose ship has crash-landed on earth and who's le- released a second creature the monstrous Gota who is bent on destroying humankind so very much a you know conscious uh you know B-grade sci-fi comedy kind of thing uh <clears throat> seems to remind me a bit of uh Oh, what was it? Um, oh well, uh, Mars Attacks, but uh, but possibly a bit less sort of hyper stylized than that. Uh, but reminds me a lot of the video game uh, Destroy All Humans. Oh, I love that game. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, there's a there's a lot of stuff. Uh, this one's just coming out in uh, in in New York City first, but should be getting a wider release later on. Uh, come, uh, yeah. So. Um it is the Escapist, and this uh stars Brian Cox, Damian Lewis, and Joseph Fiennes. Uh Frank Perry concocts a scheme to bust out of prison with a band of fellow inmates in order to make peace with his ailing estranged daughter. And um so there we go. That's uh that's a whole lot of stuff coming out. We're starting to get uh, we're starting to get the big releases, we're starting to get the uh the the the, the fun releases and, and maybe some of the good stuff too. So that would be nice. Um along those lines, let's talk Star Trek. I don't know if you've heard. In May, On May 8th, there's a new Star Trek movie coming in. Yes, you've heard. I even talked about how Chris Pine, they're looking at him for Green Lantern. Hopefully, he'll be too busy for that, because uh, they are already uh, making plans for a Star Trek sequel. And uh, basically, what they want to do is have this one ready for a summer 2011 release. Um, so, neat thing about this uh jj abrams uh is of course the director he's on board to produce the sequel does that mean he's not going to direct it they haven't mentioned a, a director uh but the uh sequel will, will be written by damon lindelof of course co-creator of lost and also alex kurtzman and roberto Orci, who uh, wrote the current uh um star trek uh you know the they wrote the one that's coming out in May. And, uh, and of course, uh, they're also working, the, the, the trio are also working on a movie called Cowboys and Aliens for DreamWorks. So they said, uh, Kurtzman says, we've discussed ideas, but we're waiting to see how audiences respond next month. With a franchise rebirth, the first movie has to be all about origin, but with a second, you have an opportunity to in- explore incredibly exciting things. We'll be ambitious about what we'll do. A humble, a humble suggestion. If you're going to go the con route, Alan Rickman. Just saying. I'm going to put that out there as often as I have to. Um, NBC Universal has saved $2 million by going green. And, you know, by not doing any programming. Uh, but NBC Universal says that they saved $2 million last year by going green. They've been promoting environmentally friendly efforts on its TV shows and in practice looking for reduced power costs and telling its executives to lay off the bottled water. It it actually says that. Um, of course, uh, they did the, they they did the, their big Green Week uh, last year, and and they've they've done a couple of things like that where they where they make a point of of having something worked in about some environmental cause. Some did it a little less, uh, uh, you know, a little more seriously. Some did it a little more tongue in cheek. Uh, but it says the the uh, the companies. Uh, taking polls that show NBC's image as a quote-unquote green network is being recognized by the viewers. Although it hasn't translated into rating success, the company believes it's a smart strategy for the future. Because here's the thing. Just because you do things that are environmentally friendly, people watch shows. And this is the thing everybody seems to forget. And this is why they have the little network bug sitting down in the corner. This is why they, you know, they... they, ugh. They do this thing where they think that people watch networks. People do not watch networks. They watch shows. And if you put on a good show that gets good word of mouth, people will watch it. If you go on and on and on trying to promote the, it's the network, not the show, you're going to lose people because people watch shows. I'm just saying. Anyway, to finish it off, uh, Lauren Zlasnick, uh uh, NBC executive. She says advertisers are interested in reaching consumers concerned about the environment. Well, I guess that depends on the advertiser now, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. Uh, MSNBC, you know, in, in keeping with the uh, the whole uh, NBC thing, um, you know, and, and the... Using uh, less programming is actually going to continue airing Keith Olbermann's talk show uh, Countdown twice each weeknight in primetime. So they've got it on at eight and then at ten. And um, basically, they had they were on the lookout for a new show for the ten o'clock hour, and they've tried you know doing a bunch of things. But really, what it comes down to is the thing that's working best is just running the running the same show. Maybe it's because people watch shows. I'm just saying. Oh, it kind of seems silly in the world of PVRs to say, "Well, I guess we'll just uh, we'll just run it again." Now, I've done a lot of making fun of NBC, but I'm going to uh, to give them some kudos right now and right here. Uh, they have renewed Friday Night Lights, and of course, I sp- talked a lot last year uh, last season about how they'd uh, done the whole deal with Directv, where Directv gets the initial uh, the the initial window, and then it airs on. Uh, on NBC and it's been great uh, even with, the win- with that waiting for that window to expire the show has been just awesome and uh, so they've finalized a the deal for tw- a 26 episode order that's two th- seasons of 13 episodes each you see 13 episodes you can do it it, it works you know Cable has shown it it, it, it just works and uh, and we have less filler to deal with so under the under the deal Friday night lights will continue to premiere on direct TV in the second windows on NBC and basically you know they were looking at NBC was looking at cancelling the show but they made this deal to basically share the cost of the season so you know then then the stakes aren't as high for it and um and so basically this became economically viable and the show was very efficiently produced in Austin Texas where they also get some taxes incentives and costs even lower they may actually film the two seasons back to back so see i had some jeers here's some cheers for nbc that's all the time we got for today comments as always a welcome at poptopia podcast at gmail.com and uh have yourself a great week